I've had several people request for a sneak peek into what it would be like to walk through your labs with me. So I want to give you a sneak peek. This is a young mom who got diagnosed with MS a couple years ago, multiple sclerosis. And she was told that she needed to be on some injection for the rest of her life in order to help manage her symptoms and to prevent flare-ups. That's not okay with her. It's not okay with me either. And quite frankly, I hope by now that you have learned, I really don't care what your diagnosis is or the lack of diagnosis. What I care about is why is your body betraying you? And in the case of an autoimmune disease, why did it start to attack itself? Jump inside this podcast episode here and let's discover what her why was and let you learn from her story and the answers that she received in a short, say 30 to 45 minute consultation after we pulled all of her normal labs. Yes, her labs were normal, minus the markers for MS, but all the other normal labs were very frustrating and very inconclusive because the right person wasn't reading them until now. Um, Give me a brief history of the health history, because I know we went into MS a little bit. You have some iron um, anemia history. Walk me through what you've been told, what you've tried, all that fun sort of stuff. Oh my gosh, it's just been dumb. That's what it's been lately. So let's see, had baby number four and then um, went back to exercising like two months later and kind of started having issues with um, tingling in my legs. So I put that off, went to the doctor who then told me to go to a neurologist. Yay. And then I was diagnosed with MS. We started off with Copaxin, which was a injection three times a week. Three times a week? Three times a week. And it left these huge red welts wherever I injected it. It was awful. Awful, awful. I hated it. And How like long it did left, you do that? I did it for almost a year. Oh it my gosh. Awful. I hated it. Like I don't have a fear of needles. Like that didn't bother me at all. But just like these huge welts that would just stay. It was almost like this big hive or something that it would create. So I did that for probably about a year. Then my yearly MRIs came back that that wasn't doing anything. You're like, oh, lovely. Thanks. Well, thanks. I've been shoving needles in myself for a year. for And, and flushing no money down the drain. Yeah, for reals. So then I um, started with called Tysabri. It's a um, infusion that I get once a month, and it's kind of crappy too, but it, it works. Once a month, rather than three times a week. Yeah, so it's once a month. I go in. I have. I'm on a drip for an hour, and then I have to sit for an hour for observation because I can have all sorts of scary reactions to it, which is lovely. <laughs> so. Um, so that's what I've been doing for the MS stuff for what is, what has that given you relief? (laughs) Well, like I haven't had any, anything since my initial diagnosis that would even indicate that I have MS other than the lesioning that they find in my MRIs. Like I don't have any physical symptoms of it at all. Okay. So none of that's actually gotten worse. 
I started doing like cleaner eating, cleaner supplements about a year ago and my MRIs look better within the last year. And so my neurologist says, oh, your medicine's working. I'm like, no, it's all my work in the background, you know, like. What is clean eating to you? Well, I have been doing more um, organic as much as my budget can allow. Right. So we've had cleaner meats, cleaner vegetables. I broke my kids' heart when I told them we won't be doing cereal anymore. So we don't do cereal. <laughs> it was a little bit of a hard one on the kids. I'm like, we got to get just crap out of here. We don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't drink any carbonation or anything like that. I'm just a water everywhere. Yeah, yeah you and so me. Just, yeah, stuff like that. Like I cleaned up the house stuff. Like I switched out to plant-based, like everything body washes, lotions, hair supplies, um, cleaners. And initially I started that a year ago because my, my nine-year-old was diagnosed probably at like 18 months with having asthma. I'm like, asthma? He would just get sick every winter and everything would just drop into his lungs. So I was listening to a podcast and they suggested cleaning up the air in your home. So I'm like, you know, it couldn't hurt. So about a year ago, I tried that for one whole winter just to see if it had any effect on him so they didn't have to put him on his his like inhaler that had like steroids and crap in it. Yeah, the nebulizer. Oh, yeah. I did all of that with him and it was awful, awful, awful. And I hated like giving him a steroid inhaler every single day just to make it through the winter. So we tried that last year. Not an issue. Not even a cold, nothing with just cleaning um, out just yeah. the air in our home. So we've been doing a whole bunch of just behind the scenes stuff like that. So it's been We did that awesome. in our house. I think we did that last year. We had somebody come in and clean the air ducts. Yeah. And it hadn't been done before. 20 years later, there are still, there's still construction debris in the air ducts. Like it was disgusting. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. came out. And then we cleaned out, we cut down like the trees in our, tr- in our backyard that was mold infested. We had this, my brother, when we were like 15 years ago, because I, my husband and I bought my parents' house. So the house I grew up in, we bought it. So he had built this tree house and that was mold infested. Like, Oh geez. We just cleaned out all this stuff. And yeah, cause yeah. I used to be the same way. I would have asthma. And I would get bronchitis every winter. That was just. Yeah. Was. That was my Bodhi RSV every yeah. year from the time he was born. We had either RSV or we'd have pneumonia every single winter with him. But then any other time of the year, perfectly fine, healthy little boy, but hit winter and all this crap would happen to him. So I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with that too. So with the anemia stuff, I did infusions for a while when my anemia was off. Like I barely registered with iron. Now did that help? Yeah. 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 That was like night and day different. I didn't even know I was anemic. I thought it was just all MS stuff. I just thought, okay, this is life. I'm just gonna have to deal with it. And then my hair started falling out and then I started getting swollen legs and feet and so I was like, enough is enough. Let's just go see if I can get the swelling to go away. So I just went to um, just like an Instacare. And the doctor's like, oh no, you're anemic. So that started that whole ball of joy. <laughs> so I did a little bit of infusions and then just the red yucky tablets. I kicked those a little bit ago and I switched to just like a natural one that I take now. Standard process. Okay. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I've been doing for that one. All right. Let's take a look at these labs. Give me a second here because... Oh, I have a double face. Sorry, I've got a double knee going on. <laughs> okay, your labs were fun. I'm not going to oh lie. They were, they were fun. <laughs> They're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so 
what I did here was I took all of your labs, my assistant did, and which were plentiful, and we punched them all into this one document so it's easy to read. Oh, cool. And I have this. I'll give it, I'll give it to you. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not treating your MS. I'm not even going to treat the anemia. Okay. I'm going to treat what causes all that chaos. Good, because I'm tired of the runaround. <laughs> and there's some fun stuff that I found. Oh, good. Fun stuff meaning, hey, there's things that we can fix and get your energy back. I know Woo-hoo. you said <laughs> next summer because you have those the heat issue with the MS. Oh, heck, it's awful. Yeah, it's like over 72, and I feel like I'm just done for the day. It's like I go from feeling good to feeling like complete heat stroke in like five minutes, it feels like. It's nuts. So I just hide out all summer. And I hate that because I love summer. <laughs> yeah, so we've got six months okay. to get things rebooted yeah. and get your body calmed down. So come even springtime, I mean, we live in the Rocky Mountains. You can go do whatever the heck you want in the mountains. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so I'm going to go through here. And then just explain to you that if any of these middle results, which are your test, which are your results, okay. if they fall outside this range here that you see on the left, I made a note on the right. Okay. Okay. And then once I made all these notes, I compiled it all, everything into now what do we do? Step one, step two, step three, step four kind of thing. Okay. Okay. Um, so right here, right off the bat, we've got signs of low blood sugar. I don't know if you ever feel lightheaded or dizzy, um, yeah. especially if you go from like a seated to a standing position. Yeah. Yeah. That would be when the blood sugar drops. Okay. That's when you're going to crave sugar as well. Yeah. Like after every lunch, I'm like, knock it off. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just have a bite of, like, I just ate a cinnamon bear after lunch, but I only need one bite. I just need yeah. that sweet something to change. I usually get like those JoJo's dark chocolate bars and that's what I tell myself is my dessert. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same. Cool. As long as you can just stop, that means you're in control of your blood sugar. You can't stop. Blood sugar's way out of whack. Okay. So this number 12 right here with BUN might have a little hydrochloric acid problem, which would be acid reflux or GERD. Do you ever get acid reflux? Mm -mm. Okay. And and that's just one marker out of five. Okay. Pretty good there. All right, these guys right here. Um, 142 would be your latest lab test. That would be adrenal fatigue. Same thing with this. 3.4 would be adrenal fatigue as well. Wait, hold okay. on. So some signs of adrenal fatigue, not the biggest issue. Okay. Um, a lot of people will blame adrenal fatigue for fatigue, and that's really just one piece of the pie. You can go so much deeper than that. This guy, chloride, all of your markers are high for this one, which would mean you've done exactly what you needed to do and lower that toxic load inside your house. So that was a key step for you to lower your toxic load and the burden being placed on your detox systems. Okay. Okay. So smart work. (laughs) Woohoo. This one, carbon dioxide and anion gap indicate that we have acidic blood, but knowing that you changed your diet and you've gone more of the dietary route, you clean the air, all of that fun stuff will negate this. And that said, like there's only one marker there, two markers there that would indicate that. And it's the last thing I worry about. I mean, it can sound bad, but it really is the last thing I worry about. Okay. 
the calcium levels, if they are low, which all of your calcium levels are low, minus that first one, which was taken in 2016, um, would indicate vitamin D. Now, the nice thing about this is if you have low calcium going into like menopause, that's what ends up leading into osteoporosis. And that was huge on my mom's side of the family. My grandma had the brittlest of brittle bones. Yeah. Yeah. So did my grandma. Every time she moved, fracture a vertebrae. Yeah, it's my grandma. <laughs> like, just like, grandma, just go. Like, let yourself just go. <laughs> um, we fix the calcium levels now by increasing the vitamin D. And you have got, you got your vitamin D status below here, I think. But yeah. that's a high correlation to avoid all the negative stuff in the future. Have you ever heard of leaky gut? Yes. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you have if you've been listening to podcasts and mm-hmm. doing what you've been doing. So leaky gut gets blamed for autoimmune disease a lot. It's just one piece of the puzzle. Okay. Now I have asterisk here because of, of the pattern that, that is there. Total protein, globulin, low vitamin D, would be the pattern for chemical intolerance, which is probably why you feel better being around less chemicals inside your house. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is also a sign of leaky gut. You know, as well as I know, that it's a product of 21st century America. There's nothing we can do about it, no matter how clean we try to keep our lives. Um, but once again, it's just a piece of the puzzle. So everything that's going inside your gut can leak out and get into your blood, causing immune system to wreak havoc. And in your case, your genes told it to attack your spinal cord, leading to MS. Okay. Totally my family, your gene, my, our genes tell it to attack the nervous system, creating Parkinson's. Other people, it attacks the Hashimoto's. So it's just one piece, um, definitely a component that we're going to clean up. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it totally makes sense. <laughs> All right, everybody of these guys minus the first one in 2016 are low, which what this means is that our your cells, the individual cell is having a hard time protecting itself from these bad guys called free radicals. Okay. Antioxidants, things like vitamin A, C, E, glutathione, those protect your cells. So we're just going to make sure that we boost that, boost your antioxidants so you can have more protection rather than needing the injection to do the protection of your cells. Okay. Okay. As we go along this, um, you're going to have to work with your docs on getting off the medication. Oh, I am all about that. I am so over it right now. <laughs> like yeah, Especially when they're like, injections. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't mind... The infusion part of it that, you know, doesn't bother me, but it used to be that I would feel crappy coming into it and feel better on the other side. And it is totally flip-flop within the past year. I feel great coming into it. And then after immediately, like after the drip is done, my body just kind of goes blah. And I just feel like crap for about 48 hours after the infusion. It's so weird. It's been this whole flip-flop. And so I'm like, I'm done. I'm so done with this making me feel worse than when I came in. What have they said to you about getting off of it? Anything? They just um, good feelings for the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah. That I would just be on this or once this stops working, then we go to the 
bigger guns, which is this is already like one of the big guns. They jumped me from the base level guy, skipped a level and took me to this one because it's got good results apparently. So, but eventually it'll destroy my liver. So, you know, there's the, <laughs> the wonderful side of it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Your, what's your next appointment? Um, let's see. I just had an infusion last week, so it'll be the end of the month. Okay. So when, when that time comes around, um, who give, who gives it to you, the actual doctor or is it MA? Just a, a nurse. I go to an infusion center down in Salt Lake. How do you, can you get an appointment with the doctor? Probably, probably about four months from now, I can probably get to her. Four months? Okay. Yeah, it's nuts. Okay. Yeah. I love how it's like, oh, we have all these issues and we're just going to manage them this way rather than, hey, let's figure out what causes it so we can reverse yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I would do. I would get an appointment, get on the get on our books. Okay. Because four months down the road, we could we've already done some work as far as this stuff goes. Okay. But at that appointment, ask her what she needs to see in order to pull you off your medications. Okay. To get off the infusions or whatever okay. they are. And I know it's kind you know, of like a a weaning off process. I think I can't go cold turkey. I think we'll have to like slowly over I think it's like over four months or something I remember her saying something about it at the beginning that you can't just stop but yeah we'll see you can easily ask a, ask the pharmacist or even ask the MA who's given it to you okay the nurse or whoever they'll know um yeah because she's going to want to be able to see something whether it's labs or whether it's however you feel but okay. again, it's up to you you take charge of your own health okay so that's what I would do is just get on her books so that you can discuss you don't even need to you don't even need to tell her what you're doing you okay. just, what do you need to see for me to get off of this and then we'll know from our approach what our goal is okay perfect okay here's some more markers um surprisingly i've never seen these low i've always seen them high so congratulations you're the first one <laughs> out of hundreds of labs that i've read um, this would be again the antioxidants and minerals that help protect the cells now we get into the fun stuff you ready well, were you worried about my bilirubin at all? I brought it up to my hematologist and she basically told me, well, it is kind of high, but would you rather be off your MS medicine or have it affect your, or have issues with your bilirubin number? And I no. just kind of laughed and went, no, I want both to be <laughs> right. <laughs> bilirubin, let me pull my, that one's not a common one either to have off, but... I was just worried because I knew that uh, Tysabri will destroy my liver. So I was hoping that wasn't attacking my liver or anything terribly. That was my biggest worry. Well, your bigger, your best liver markers are these guys right here. Okay. AST and ALT. And they're pretty clean. Okay, good. On the lower side of things. Um, like I've got a 27-year-old who is on uh, 15 different medications. And her AST was like 210. Oh, goodness. It was crazy. I'm like, well, no wonder why your, your liver is trying to do all <laughs> Oh, good. Crazy well, stuff. Still functioning well. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So your liver markers are right there. Good. Then we know the history of the anemia. The reason why I put the H. pylori is because if you have anemia and taking, anem taking iron or getting iron transfusions doesn't work, then it would be an H. pylori infection. Yours did work. So we're going to ignore these. Okay. And are you on iron right now? Um, yeah, just that standard process. That's the only one I take. 
All right, then we get down to thyroid. Do you feel like you have thyroid issues? I've never thought that ever. <laughs> but I probably like, like, I'm more concerned about my MS. Yeah, I've got all this other drama going on. I haven't even thought about any other part of my body. <laughs> well, the nice thing is there's no Hashimoto's. They, I want to see the TSH between 1.8 and 3. Those are my ideal markers. Normal TSH is going to be between 0.5 and 5.5. So it's a very tighter ring. Okay. And when we look at these, um, we're going to think upstream. So let me share with you. When we're thinking upstream, when it comes to the thyroid, we got to think about three things. There's this thing called the hypothalamus, the pituitary, and then the thyroid. Okay, so the pituitary talks to the thyroid, P talks to T, with the hormone marker TSH. Okay, if yours is low, which one of the two markers is, it's not, it's outside of the optimal range, it's still within the normal range. So if you were to go tell your doctor, hey, I have a thyroid problem, they're going to laugh at you and tell you, no, you don't. <laughs> okay. So if this guy is struggling to make TSH, then we've got to find what's causing it to struggle. And those two things are stress and inflammation. Okay. Now, I'm sure you're like me, Randy. I'm sure you're like, you tell me, I have four kids. How old are you? <laughs> I have, let's see, 16, 11, 9, and 5. You don't look old enough to have a 16-year-old. I don't feel it. He makes me cry. He's turning 17 in like three weeks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm dying. <laughs> um, so there's life events that we cannot control. What we can control, like if you were to tell me I have to make my life more simplified, where? You know, it's, it's my life. I'm not, I'm not going to change it. But what I can control is the stressor that's on the inside of my body. And that stressor is probably going to be what's causing the inflammation too. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Okay. Good news is I can tell you what that is by your labs here in this future. Cool? Yeah, perfect. All right, let's go back into your labs. So that's how we treat the thyroid without treating the thyroid. Perfect. That's kind of funny because my aunt had pituitary gland issues like she couldn't get pregnant because of her pituitary gland or something like that so she had it removed or surgery or I don't know something weird really that's like the only thing I've ever heard of in my family with anybody having issues like that well most people have issues with it they just blame it on their thyroid not knowing what the reality is so here's your vitamin d 45.3 I think this was your most recent lab so what end of 2020 yeah probably okay um i want to see it between 80 and 100 so we're going to jack it up okay the other thing with vitamin d is it literally calms down the immune system so when it comes to any type of autoimmune disease one of the very first things i do is jack that vitamin d up just so we stop the attack whatever wherever the attack is occurring when did you get diagnosed uh 2016 so a couple years ago was there did you like go outside the country? Did you, was there some type of event right before it besides your pregnancy or was that it? <laughs> it was it. It was having my baby. Okay. And I hadn't thought about that until I was listening to your podcast. And then I went, oh yeah. When I was actually active labor with him, I lost feeling in my hands. My hands went completely numb and my legs started tingling and I had a full natural birth. So I, I knew immediately when I couldn't feel my hands. I knew immediately when my legs started going tingly. 
And then that kind of stopped after giving birth to him. And then six weeks postpartum, I started working out and had tingling come back into my legs. So I had never had anything like that before. So it was my baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's usually an instance besides like the event, there's usually something that's inside the body that's triggered, which causes the genetic code to start to begin. Okay, turn on. Here's your trigger. This guy right here. All of these markers are high. I was hoping you said that because I was one of your other um, podcasts. I'm like, I was telling my husband, I'm like, my numbers say I have an infection. I know I have an infection. <laughs> He's like, you are so weird. I'm like, I know I do. <laughs> yes, you are correct. It totally makes sense. Like, I am always blowing my nose. I am always clearing my throat. Like, I'm always feeling gucky in my nose and throat. Always. It's been, you know, I can't remember when I didn't feel like that. Well, now that we know you have an infection, what type? Any guesses? Viral? Two types, actually. Woo! Okay. (laughs) Viral, you would be correct. So lymphocytes right here, these 44, 39, we want it to be around 30%, and yours, all of yours are above 30%, just Mm -hmm. a matter of how high. And when it comes to the viruses, they ebb and flow. So I don't know if you have MS flares or what they, is what they call it. I don't, but I do have days where I feel like I'm getting the flu and it's about every other week and it's like two days on and then it'll just disappear. Like I kind of feel like I get kind of, I don't know, like achy and my neck kind of gets achy and I feel a little bit fevered, but I, I'm actually not fevered. And then it just slowly goes away. And then like a week or so later, I'll feel that exact same thing. It's just kind of been a pattern that I've noticed lately. Well, that's going to be your virus coming and going. Okay. Okay. Now, research says that I have no idea what type of virus virus it is, but research says that 90% of us have Epstein-Barr virus hanging out inside of our bodies, also called mono. And it's not, It's if you were to go take a test for it, you are not going to have, be positive unless you physically can't even get up the stairs. Like you have to be that weak to have okay. a test. And even if you do have a positive viral test, what do they do about it? Uh, nothing. They tell you to go home and suck it up for three months until your body can fight it on its own. The nice thing with a virus is it's the easiest infection to treat from my standard point of view. However, this guy right here is not. Okay. So this one, 13.2 and 19.4. Mm-hmm. Um, 19.4 is probably tied for one of the top ones I've seen. My hematologist was telling me about that my numbers were high and she wanted me to get um, a colonoscopy. She kept pushing it and pushing it. Go get a colonoscopy so we can see how things are. And I'm like, no, like, can you just fix my MS? Like, I, it just never felt right to go get the stupid colonoscopy. And she asked every time I go in, did you get the colonoscopy yet? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Sorry, I'm 39 for heaven's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, colonoscopy is not going to find these either. Um, Parasites are tricky because they hang out inside of our tissues. They're very good at hiding. Very, very good at hiding. So if you want to even go get a stool sample, they're going to take a little teeny bit of a stool sample, stick it underneath the microscope. If they see something in there, it's positive. If not, it's negative. Only underneath that one little piece. So when it comes to actual an actual test, whether it's functional medicine test or a regular blood test for parasites, there's really not an accurate 
one out there. That's why I go off of this blood work and it's those really high numbers. If you're floating around like a four or five, um, I'm going to go more towards food allergies, but since yours is so high, I'm going with the parasites. Okay. The parasites, it's a two-month process, but I can walk you through it. It's just fine. Now, people always ask, where did I get these? I think oh, I'm not- I just want them gone. <laughs> I like your attitude. <laughs> well, I always teach people because they're always like, I didn't go. I've never been to a third world country. I've never been to Africa. I've never been to South America. I'm like, all those places that we think are associated with parasites. But in reality, our cats and dogs are the most common carrier of these here in America. So that being said, you had some very fun labs to go over. <laughs> and here's the mapped out plan. Okay. So right here, month one, we're going to replenish some antioxidants, some minerals. Mores is going to help your body use B vitamins and turn them into energy. And then Vivi is the antiviral. We're going to use, do you have, are you taking vitamin D? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many? Mm, I think it's 2,500. I think that's what it is. I used to have the 5,000 IU, but I think this one's a 2,500, I think. Do you take two of them to make it 5,000? No, I've been taking one because <laughs> my husband keeps hogging them too. I'm like, dude, get off the mess. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I think I've only been taking one because I switched to an all natural one instead of a synthetic one. And this is okay. one I If you find. need vitamin D, I have one. One capsule is 4,300. Okay, let's do it. So, <laughs> the antiviral CBO is going to help um, boost the healthy fats. Just getting your body prepared for the parasite stuff. Okay. The parasite stuff can be rough, um, but I found that if I prepare more for it the first month and then we, we do the two and three month parasite cleanse, it's a much smoother process. Okay. Month four and four, five, and six, now that we've destroyed the parasites, destroyed the anti, destroyed the virus, we got to replenish. We got to heal the gut. So we're going to heal leaky gut and replenish all the gut with good guys and bad guys. Um, not bad guys, just good guys, sorry. <laughs> the, your bowel movements, I forgot to ask, how consistent are they? Um, very, like once in the morning, usually after I work out. Oh, that's pretty good. Okay. Then parasites. If I eat like crap, I know that it, things change in that direction. Like then things are all out of whack. But if I eat pretty clean, I'm, I can keep it under control. Okay. Month seven through nine, we're going to do the adrenals, the thyroid, the blood sugar, and just continue to replenish and protect the cells. And then last but not, not least, we're going to do a detox. So that way, when you do come across the toxins and the chemicals um, in day-to-day -day life, it's not going to harm okay. anymore. Okay. Now, you know that I'm launching the tribe January 18th. So two weeks from today. I would recommend getting into that because not only are we going to do group Q&A calls with me, but you can do many one-on-one -on -one sessions. So what I'll do is I will map out your supplement plan all 12 months. Okay. I'll send that plan over to you with this document and then come the 18th when this launches, get inside it and I'll be able to walk you through the next 12 months. Okay. Okay. Um, supplements, they are around 150 to 200 each month, around approximate. 
Okay. Um, if you do get three months at a time, I give you the free shipping just because that's less hassle for us on our end. Yeah, so it would be the first three months would cover the replenish and the parasite purge. The parasite purge stuff, it comes in liquid or capsules. I would recommend liquid because one, it's cheaper and two, you don't have to take so much of it. Okay. The capsules are, you have to do four rounds of it. So you have to buy four things. It's just, it's easier to do the liquid. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it doesn't taste, I mean, it's an ethanol base. So it has a little bit of an alcohol type taste to it or okay. burn, I should say, but it's really mild. I've done it and I don't do the alcohol thing. So it's doable. Okay. What are you thinking? I am thinking, I love that in 12 months, I know what to expect <laughs> instead of what I've been doing for five years of, okay, we'll see you in six months. Okay, we'll yeah. see you again in six months. <laughs> yeah. And then when you have that appointment, come back and like the schedule an appointment with me so we can chit chat about what she said okay. and what the detailed plans are. I like it. And I loved how your labs were so clear cut on what is required to be done. You'll find that with the, if I were to say that why your immune system started to attack was because of the virus and because of the parasites. They were just activated with the stressful event. Okay. Labor, pregnancy. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds perfect. Okay. Do you want me to send you the first month or the first three months now? Um, let's do the first month and I'll talk to my husband banker and see about the rest. <laughs> okay. How much vitamin D do you need? How many, how many do you have on hand? Um, I think I almost need to get a new one. It's downstairs. I shouldn't have too much left in that bottle. Oh, but I do have the liquid that I got in your drawing bill. Okay. I was uh, struggling with brain fog. I had been to several doctors who um, gave me very clinical uh, support, but it never, it never helped me. The treatment of my emotions in, in conjunction with the physical um, treatment that I'm having helped me tremendously. I have to say in the the last eight months, I've um, had nothing but good experiences. I'm just completing the eighth month of a nine-month program. Very excited. Um, she tells me that uh, the magic happens in this last month, so I can't wait for that. I would recommend anyone who wants to feel better who's been to doctors and not been satisfied with the outcome. Um, if they're treating the symptom and not the problem, I feel for you, it's the worst feeling in the world. Uh, and um, I'd say just get out and do it. Isn't that just so cool? The answers that you can gain from lab tests that you keep getting told are normal. Answers that you can gain from all these deductibles and these co-pays and the blood work, the blood that you've donated. 
It really is a matter of who's reading your lab test. Your lab is only as good as who's reading it. So if you're ready to take the next step to see what your normal lab tests really say, book a free phone consult with, with me at drkylieburton.com backslash book. Again, that's a free phone consult. Let's see if I can help you stop telling the same story to doctor after doctor after doctor. Talk soon.